大家好，欢迎回来 ，Mommy Chinese。Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mommy Chinese. Before we start today's podcast, I would like to give a special thank you to、uh, some people who have recently left some comments on the podcast. There was one new review on Apple Podcast saying that amazing and topical podcast with clear pronunciation, great cultural insight, and even transcripts. Um, 谢谢你是最棒的 Thank you so much for that, and I do love sharing cultural insight with a more accessible language in Chinese. The language barrier should not stop us knowing more about each other, knowing more about different culture. That's what I've been working hard for, and I'm really pleased that you found it helpful. I also received two comments on episode sixty-four, the mystery of urban village in China. I got a review from Chris. Um, our old friend Chris, he said this was really interesting and very good content from a vocabulary and grammar point of view. I studied this evening with one of my Chinese classmates. We listened without the text and then with it. Really useful, Chris. Thank you for your support as always, and I really appreciate that. Another comment by Dan Ge saying that. Learning about the phenomenon of villages within big Chinese cities was really interesting, and I'm wrapped that it was not too hard to do so by listening to Chinese. Dan Ge also shared his thought in his amazing Chinese. He said that, 关于你的博客里的问题，我的家乡澳大利亚墨尔本没有城中村。不过我听到你的播客之后，我记得我住在河南开封工作的时候，看到了一些这样的地方，因为我很喜欢古老的东西，看到这些地方感觉很入迷，甚至拍了一个很老的门口照。我去印度旅行的时候，我也看到了很多这样的楼房。So Dan Ge said there was no urban villages in his hometown, Australia. But when he was working in Henan, China, he saw some similar places, and he loved these old historical things. He also took a photo of it. He said he also see some similar buildings when he was traveling to India. There was a lovely comment, Dan Ge. 谢谢你 I just love to hear from our audience. About their stories in China or their learning journey. Thank you, everyone who support the podcast. It's always my motivation to carry on. And now let's start today's podcast. The Labor's Day, 法定假期法定意思是法律规定法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假期法定假
虽然可以放假休息，但是还有特别多的人不高兴。在中国的社交媒体上，很多人在抱怨说：“我们宁愿不放假。”他们为什么抱怨呢？因为要调休。什么是调休呢？为什么大家都讨厌调休呢？今天我们一起来聊一聊调休，一个在中国人人都讨厌的政策。调休意思是调整休息的日期。In English, it means to make up work days. 看起来五一假期有五天。但是四月三十日和五月一日是周末，人们本来就可以休息，所以其实放假的时间只有五月二日和五月四日，一共三天。如果只是这样，人们不会这么生气。为了让假期看起来更长。政府规定调休，让人们多工作两天，来补偿假期。补偿 to make up for， 补偿，让人们多工作两天来补偿假期。人们四月二十四日星期天要上班，五月七日星期六。也要上班，所以实际上人们放假的时间只有一天。有两个星期，人们要连续工作六天，本来就有的周末变少了。现在你明白为什么很多人说宁愿不放假，也不想调休了吗？调休这样的万恶之源是为了什么呢？万恶之源 is an idiom said by lots of young people, which means the root of all evils. 万恶之源，调休这样的万恶之源是为了什么呢？是谁发明的呢？在中国政府里有一个部门叫。旅游局，旅游局要做出每一年的节假日安排。他们也发明了调休，不仅五一假期有调休，元旦节、清明节、中秋节和国庆节都有调休。我想。因为中国太大了，旅游局希望假期可以长一点，人们可以有更多的假期去旅游，可以消费，消费 to consume to spend money， 消费，促进经济，促进经济 to boost to promote economics。人们可以有更多的假期去旅游，可以消费，促进经济。但是呢
他们又担心太久没有人上班，对经济也不好，所以他们就决定让人们在周末多上班。他们做的这个决定好不好呢？我不知道，我只知道很多人都恨死调休这个政策了。我去过很多国家，但是都没有在其他国家看过调休的政策。在你的国家有调休的政策吗？你怎么看中国的调休呢？欢迎在评论区留言哦。That's all about today's podcast. If you would like to see the transcript and the translation of the podcast. Or if you're interested in booking a lesson with me, feel free to go on our website, mommychinese.com. Thank you very much for listening today. I will see you again next week. 谢谢，再见。